Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey, welcome to Comedy Album Book Club. I'm your host, Jason DeLine, an actor and comedy enthusiast here in Toronto. And this podcast is the podcast where we listen to a comedy album that is either revered or hated or rare or influential or something like that. And we talk about it with some comedy peeps. Today, we have the album I'm Telling You for the Last Time by Jerry Seinfeld. This was recorded, it was streamed uh, live on HBO as it was recorded August 9th, 1998 at the Broadhurst Theater on Broadway in New York. Uh, And then the VHS and DVD came out a year later. There are some discrepancies between the, um, the video show and the audio that you can get on Spotify, et cetera, but it's basically the same thing. Um, It was recorded a couple of months after Seinfeld went off the air. It was really recent after that. Jerry Seinfeld was born in 1954 in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, He's 64 years old now. He has a degree in communications and theater from Queens College. He started doing stand-up in 76 at the age of 22. His first Letterman appearance was in 81 at the age of 27. He, uh, of course, had the big hit TV show Seinfeld with Larry David that he says was based off of the Abbott and Costello show. Partly there were some influences from there. In 93, he had a stand-up confident. In 1993, he had a special called Stand Up Confidential. And then he did this one, and he did another one called Jerry Before Seinfeld. So he's only really done three specials that we have videos of. He was also in the marriage ref. He was a creative force behind that. Didn't work out too well. And he apparently has a net worth of $950 million. <laughs> He's doing very well. And of course, he also does uh, comedians in cars getting coffee. That's enough about Jerry Seinfeld. We also have a few guests in the studio today. Of course, I have my producer with me, Matthew Ardill, a Hello. comedy nerd and great producer. How are you, sir? Good. Thanks. Good yep. to hear. I'm great. Good. I'm very excited to be talking with the two gentlemen we have here today. One of them is a stand-up comedian and a sketch comedian. He's in the sketch troupe Vest of Friends. 
He's also on the podcast Vest of Friends and hosts an open mic for stand-ups first and third Thursday of every month at another bar. It's supposed to be a fun Lucy Goosey, uh, I think is what he said. Uh, <laughs> Did you write that down? Uh, no, I remember oh, that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Hall- Hallworth. Mark, Mark Hallworth. Yeah, thanks, man. How are you, Mark? Good, man. You were talking about Seinfeld like he was going to show up. You were like, he's, <laughs> born today. Be, he's here today. Wouldn't that be a great That'd surprise? That'd be insane. here he isn't. Yeah. by parking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the other voice you just yeah. heard here is a comedian, uh, and he hosts a show, was it the second, first and second? Tuesday or first or, or second yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, they just have scheduling stuff. At comedy <laughs> yeah. bars called Pay What You Can't. Please welcome Chili Davidson. Hi, hi, great to be here. Great to have you here. Uh, and your favorite movie is Clifford with um, one of Martin my favorites. Tr- yeah, one yeah, of your yeah, favorite. Okay, yeah. you're backpedaling a little bit. I yeah. think you said before I was. Your it was favorite. like one of my. It's. Like, I would say it's like number two or three for sure. What What are your top number three? Gonna be some Chevy uh, Chase thing. Number one is the first vacation film. Oh wow! Solid number one. Maybe like Raiders of Lost Ark or something is in there okay too. we took a left turn there okay I'm yeah. following the pattern no, the Raiders vacation and the Raiders yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Chevy Chase yeah, cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, before it bombed. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, oh, he's a little goofy. Old. Yeah, Smart fun, though. Like fun idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like Fletch, basically. Do you like any of the other vacation movies? Uh, Yeah, I like them all. I yeah. honestly, except for like the new one and the Eddie one. Uh, But I do like them all. I, I definitely think that Vegas is uh, the worst if it you haven't awful. seen the others. There's like funny moments in it if you like the rest of the series and you're like, oh, like right. that's funny. Like the part where he climbs the Grand Canyon is actually hilarious to me. I uh, actually laugh. Or not the Grand Canyon. The Hoover, Hoover Dam. Dam. Yeah, I, yeah. I kind of laugh at those stupid damn jokes too that yeah, Brian yeah, Doyle yeah. Murray does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Randy <laughs> Quaid. Uh, well, Randy Quaid says, is this a goddamn? But the, the guide at the, at yeah, the yeah, Hoover yeah. Dam is Brian Doyle Murray. Is it? Yeah, Bill Murray's brother. Wait, Who's, they, they he's in he's, jokes in, that? he's in the first well, one, the one. Christmas one. I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's in, in the, the Christmas, Christmas one. one. Yeah, he's also he plays in... multiple characters. Oh, yeah, I have to check on because I'm a big Brian Doyle no, Murray fan. Yeah, he says ask all the damn questions you want, and you know I'm your damn guide. And then so they make all these great damn jokes, but then yeah, Randy Quaid says, "Is this a goddamn?" And everyone just stares at him. Eddie, have you ever seen Beavis and Butthead do America? They use that a joke on that movie, ago. too. Yeah, they do, don't yeah, they? He's like, I got a question. Is this a goddamn? And all the people are like, all the like old folks that they're on the tour bus with just walk away from them. They're like, you know, <laughs> damn, goddamn. Come on. Damn. wonder who did it first. Yeah. Did I, I think joke the first. Beavis and Butthead movie may have older? done that first. I think it's older than Beavis. I, I can't imagine right. that Vegas vacation. vacation originated a lot of jokes. Like I mean, that's not a great joke anyway. Yeah, yeah. The first vacation to me is like a pretty close to a perfect comedy in terms of like comedic character the storyline like it just kind of works out that it's like it follows all the patterns like the other chevy movies chevy chase movies like fletch and stuff shouldn't really work as a comedy but vacation is like the perfect comedic character of like the idiot who's like very optimistic or whatever like yeah so uh (laughs) so we had uh talked about doing this album we talked about doing seinfeld but uh i think mark it was actually your suggestion to do this yeah yeah it's probably the special uh, i know the most right and you you suggested chili beyond oh yeah i knew chili would know everything about this so Uh, so I'll put it to both of you then. Like, Mark, what ma- what makes you dig this uh, album, man? 
Uh, oh man, what what a crazy <laughs> umbrella question! I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's well, funny, well, okay. I guess. Like <laughs> it's funny. Well, well um, you you could have cho- chosen any album, basically. So why'd you choose? Well, this I think one? it would be one that I kind of I just know it inside and out. Really, okay. in terms you of you watched like, it a million times. I didn't watch it a million times. It was cool. Yeah, I listened right. to it. So it was cool to watch it today with you guys. Yeah, yeah the audience needs it. to know. Yeah, yeah, we watched. Um, it. and it was great to hear the dynamics and stuff. And another a, a cool thing about this, and I'd be curious to get your input on this, Chili, too, is that. He doesn't really have like a closer. He just sort of no. ends. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He's yeah. just like, bye. Like, but but Seinfeld's always been that guy because he talks about this all the time too. About uh, he's like uh, appreciative of like timing, where it's like you got to quit mm-hmm. early yeah. and have people think that there will be more, and so people are like, yeah. ah, damn it! If there's only like another five minutes, come on. Interesting. Rather than go ten minutes too long. Yeah. Well, a lot of uh, comedians, it feels like they end on their best thing right like yeah, it sounds like a story that has and, been crafted for a long time yeah you know I mean? and, and huge laugh at the end right like a yeah, big or maybe a big callback or something yeah but it feels it like he peaks early in this yeah. uh special. well i think all the peaks too are sort of unique like the te- like the visual special that we watched today mm-hmm. the laughs are different than the uh, audio one yeah. right um and so it's been interesting for the audio as well sometimes sure like, yeah, yeah for hbo but, uh, or whatever but yeah. Yeah. And so it's kind of hard to tell. Like, mm-hmm. it's funny. There's one I can't remember that we just watched a joke that gets a big pop that he has to pause for and wait. Um, something about men and women. It's in that bit. It's in the whole okay. women chunk. Um, I don't know. Yeah. The wedding one, maybe the. It's um, always so big. Oh yeah, the tuxedo, 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 yeah. Yeah, we dress them all the same. Are they all? They're all the same, anyways. Why yeah. we dress them all the same? So it's that not. That's a huge pop yeah. in the video that, that that doesn't happen on the and because uh, I think one. they filmed yeah. it on two separate nights. Like it's I'm all sure the it same. Yeah. Yeah. But they must have filmed them on two because the special is live. So maybe either the night before as a rehearsal or. I feel like you would have done it the night before because it's crazy to go from live to be like, let's just do that. You think so, yeah. Um, and that's very common with albums too, right? Is to yeah, do two shows and then yeah. you, you pick what you like better. Yeah, Sometimes I think it'd be risky together. as shit to do one or whatever. Oh, yeah. uh, George, yeah. George Carlin. Live specials are so rare. The last one they did was the Brian Regan one. I think that's the last one uh, live at Radio City Music Hall. Mm. Is that they right? don't think they do live albums anymore because what a yeah. risk. It'd be it's a huge risk. It would be a yeah. thrill for sure. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I mean, it's like Saturday Night Live is the only show like they do that's like live anymore that's why like 30 rock and these shows started to do these because it's like yeah. what it's do you know backups and you see yeah. it in this special oh, yeah it's wild like one of the cool things about this special i do think and i didn't realize this when i first watched it because i was so young is you see him stumble a couple times. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that was a cool thing about watching this today and which and that's yeah. not an audio cool. too I, uh, right the audio it's version aren't it's What's interesting false. too is that that the, it doesn't throw him in the least. No. You know, he's just such so a confident. professional. Well, I bet you in his head he's like, God, God damn it! Oh yeah, well, I'm sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, he's he's punched a mirror or something. He's yeah. such a polished comedian. Yeah, yeah. Which, I you mean, I was saying before is like his. I think sometimes people's biggest criticism about him is he's completely opposite of some people like Gerard Carmichael or whatever, right? Or, who are who? Uh, one of their uh, things that people like about them is that they're not polished. And Jerry's yeah. like the monologue type comedian, like yeah. Brian Regan or whoever was just like. He also has that sort of vaudevillian uh, showman type style. Like he's just he, he seems very he seems like a comedian's comedian. You know, yeah. it's just a very classic presentation. He's got modern sensibilities yeah, wearing a suit, <laughs> uh, wearing a suit uh, and, uh, you know, very, you know, set up the joke and 
it, very observational. I mean, people say he sort of invented it, but he, he perfected it. Yeah. Um, but he it seems old fashioned to me yeah. uh, when you when you see him now. But I mean, the it joke, all works. The jokes certainly hold up, time, which is interesting. Sure. I, yeah, yeah. Which I I'm, of the, I'm of the a weird camp that I think that I've seen him live a couple times in the last mm-hmm. few years. And I think so much of his stuff still plays. I'm totally. disappointed that his recent special didn't include as much of his new stuff because his mm. new special is like old bits. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. is a lot of weird. And people are like, whoa, he made this special about telling you the jokes for the last time. And then he's going back and telling you old bits. He's got I think he's got a lot of bits that speak to today's culture and world and like like these bits about the cell phone being in your pocket what's the battery at like you live right. and die by this phone everywhere you're at you gotta go it's like i gotta be somewhere i gotta go i gotta go like he's like still doing these things that i do think relate to the world still mm-hmm. yet he's like uh he did this special with all these old bits and i'm like show people that you're not like that them. you've been growing yeah because yeah. yeah. all those letterman appearances and stuff uh, oh yeah in the last 10 years or whatever were yeah, all great. Stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of cool stuff in there yeah. what i found interesting is, is like every single like i i recently watched uh, ellen's last special before the one that she did mm-hmm. that the just one, came she out or just whatever. came yeah, out yeah, yeah. ellen and, page uh, ellen <laughs> <laughs> DeGen- <laughs> is it is this here and now <laughs> yes oh, yeah. i love that and it's like yeah. it's yeah, the really dip, like they're kind of contemporaries i'd say they're sort of like peaking mm-hmm. right around the same time like yeah. ellen went off mm-hmm. the air in 2001 and so like she's got there's very much she's very much of the style where there's a there's a story there's an arc yeah. to mm-hmm. her set and with Jerry, it's just like it's like he just took every, any one of his single appearances at a club. Any one of those bits could have been the entire like Absolutely. you know ten minutes that he mm-hmm. did or mm-hmm. or five minutes. So there's no story there. There's just like okay, this is a, my one no, bit. million jokes. Yeah. And, and he's and never been that way. Yeah, it's and, very and, joke and like there's dense. N- there's no transitions even between a lot no, of these like bang, bang, Chinese bang, bang. people. Uh, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's another difference yeah. while, we're on, the subject, while we're on the subject, yeah. which I think is funnier it than is what funny. it is in the video. Yeah. yeah. Which I was kind well, of I was like that I was like, too. Oh, sorry, that's not there. It also makes the transition a little more logical as to why you would even do that transition. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously there's some, there's a lot of like, um, racist stuff that doesn't hold up. Like, I don't think I like, I there's bits in there that I would never do, but like what? That, do like, them now. Come on. Come I on. wouldn't I wouldn't do the the bit about Chinese people, but the I also thing, don't think thing. it's mm-hmm. like that terrible. Like when he actually gets into right. it, it's like yeah. you pull back and you go, uh, and but then it's like he's like, I respect that they're sticking to this thing. <laughs> yeah, and he does it, say I am it, like, he's really. not like he's really not like he never he's dark. But yeah. he's not that offensive. He's just so flippant. It sounds like it's like whoa. It, it sounds a little nastier than it really is, just because of his tone of voice I mean, or something. It's, it's like it's it's the nineties. So yeah. it's the thing. There's just I. It's not doesn't excuse it, but it's just sort of like. I don't think people were just as aware they as they yeah, are no, now no. They to like, oh, we're being a dick. Well, yeah. Even, yeah. even the man and woman stuff too, where like women are looking at you right now thinking I could manipulate you. Right. And like ah, that even to me felt like something people probably wouldn't say. More but there is some that do like, like the stuff about like cat calling. He like actually makes a yeah. really strong. Yeah, yeah, sure. point no, I, I, I saw that one recently. He does that on uh, yeah. the Seinfeld show. And, he, uh, it's like so funny. I was like, is this the last option yeah. honking the car? Like, yeah. what do you expect she's going to do? Jump. Oh, I didn't know he felt this way about yeah, me. Yeah, like, yeah. 
That's yeah, like that's a good bit. I think some of the framework of it is like makes it seem like it's more dated. Like yeah. there's a difference between men and women, right? And it's like you don't need to frame it that way. Yeah. I always get frustrated mm. when a comedian does that because sometimes comedians will open bits and be like, "Here's the thing about the current, you know, Me Too movement." Right. It's like your joke's not actually that offensive, but you're right. setting yourself up for failure. Well, but I remember that. him talking about that catcalling one. Like it felt like he wasn't saying, "Here's why men are idiots." Like first he was saying. We're just doing this. Yeah. Here, here's some ideas we have. And I kind of like how it almost seems like he's saying this is this is fine. This is who we are. But then you realize he's subtly taking men down, yeah. Uh, yeah. which I think is pretty great. And he's yeah. looping himself in. But what he often what he doesn't do a lot. And I think what maybe think makes me think it's a some of it feels dated by today's mm-hmm. standards is I think audiences these days. We've said this before a few times on the podcast demand more of a personal connection to the yeah. comedians yeah. they want not just self-deprecating but actual like he is not revealing yeah seinfeld's the never been about that. Was the the Halloween engagement stuff. joke where he goes i was engaged <laughs> once that was bad yeah that's right. like the closest yeah, yeah, but the, the halloween, halloween stuff yeah but it's so it's so not vulnerable yeah right no no yeah you know what i mean like he never gets vulnerable no that's always keeps us at a distance but he is i like i I think one of the bit John Mulaney once made a great point, which is like people don't realize how dark Seinfeld is. Like, there's like yeah. all those horse jokes. Like Mulaney oh, says, man. Seinfeld's dark. One of Seinfeld's darkest jokes is the movie theater one, where it's like uh, when people try to throw out their cups or whatever at the movie theater. It's like no. The deal is, I open my hand, it drops, I walk out. Like that's your job. Like that's a dark joke. That's yeah. him being like, this is how society works. Yeah. Right. And people like it's like this like facade he puts on because he has so much fun telling these jokes and he goofs around a lot so people yeah. think he's not dark and he doesn't stay in one area for two no. i mean he can exhaust any given subject yeah. but he won't keep on talking about how these people who work there are you know lowest bar in the society or whatever no. like it, he you, makes it, his point and you he moves fill in on. the blanks sort of on your own yeah yeah, yeah. he tried because i think he tries to make it be like like he'll make fun of doctors but he doesn't want to mm. like be like the profession is bad he just makes fun of what they Dude, yeah, he's he's I mean? very good at walking that line. Oh, it yeah. seems so. He doesn't want anyone to hate him. <laughs> oh yeah, he doesn't really make any enemies with anything. Very he does. few. I was telling a story today about like the the one of the Seinfeld episodes, the Puerto Rican Day Parade, uh, was, was very controversial. Yeah. And mm. they talk about how a lot of the controversy came just from the name, not even the episode itself. Because there's right. very few things other than the flag burning that's actually <laughs> offensive. Uh, but George Shapiro, his manager, says right before we taped the special. We're all these protesters outside the theater. And he goes, it was like very weird for Jerry. And Jerry walked right over and just started talking to these people. Really? Immediately they let down their guard. He was so nice (laughs) to them. And he was like, hey, how's it going? Like, and just was like, "Uh, thanks for coming. Like, just like really nice. (laughs) And they were just immediately taken aback. And they were like, oh, this guy's not a mean person. He didn't. He's like, like, he didn't mean any malicious intent. Because he talked to me. He's like, we didn't mean to offend people by that episode it was literally just we picked a big event in new york that would cause traffic so mm. there's a lot of things that like jerry never means to mean malicious intent um but mm. it does but he is just very likable i think that that's mm. where i was going with that is like i think that he doesn't make a ton of enemies i feel like he's less likable these days it's I, interesting it's an interesting this there. is yeah. this Maybe. is a whole nother debate too i mean i could go on for hours because i know so much about jerry but uh <laughs> he goes back and forth all the time hmm. he'll he'll do one interview where i get so mad at the things he's saying <laughs> and then he did one recently where he like was like he's like stop going on the college comments like 
I would never say that about colleges there. You know, uh. they know what it is. He was talking about Hannah Gatsby special being like, people are talking about it. That's what you want to do and stand up. And he's like, the audience decides. And if the audience is liking it and like, he's, he's very progressive in it. And it's like, well, opposite I a lot feel of like it. he's playing it safe too. Like, I think so. It for sounds sure. like he never really wants to give his whole yeah. opinion because yeah. he knows what a shitstorm that right. he goes has. back and forth all the time. It, it is an interesting thing. I, I, I will say there's definitely times where I go uh, as, as cause he was my favorite growing up and stuff. Right. And I have many heroes who don't aren't liked by people anymore. Well, it seems to be very common in comedy. Like it feels like people at a young age find certain things funny and they grow out of that. I'm talking about comedians, not not audiences. But as they age, their point of view doesn't necessarily shift. Yeah, I I see that in a lot of comedians. It seems that as they get older, like, oh, no, I'm like, can I not like you anymore? You seem detached from sort of where society is now. But is it because you're afraid you can't make fun of the things that you used to be? Because you're a millionaire. You're no longer thousand dollars on a Vespa. You're no longer uh, in touch with uh, with everyday life yeah. like what's the yeah. deal with yeah. a portalette you haven't been in a portalette well in the episode years. of uh, comedians and cars with kevin hart they're driving past a shanty town and they're making jokes about the homeless yeah and you're like you're in a sports car Kinda man punching down <laughs> guys yeah. yeah you look like a total dick Wild, you, shit, yeah. you don't know anything about a shanty town you don't yeah. know what the fuck's yeah. going on. a little out of touch so but i don't know like um I again like what Chili's saying. I don't know how malicious any of that is. I, it's just it's just sort of ignorant. At the beginning of this special, he's so sarcastic and like, right. I think it's but the, it's a lot of it is punching the up. The truth is like he yeah. doesn't he doesn't just he just doesn't think a lot. I think he just wants mm. to make people laugh and that mm-hmm. he doesn't he's but he's not caring. Like one I think he's well, at yeah. one point he cares more about comedy than his kids or something like that. Nah, everybody <laughs> Which is says like, that Rosie and Barr had that big uh, thing about that too. Yeah, well, well, I guess that's she's probably not the one to quote now. But, <laughs> but she must have done it better I think, clearly. I think that it honestly is he, this, this his, and he like he says comedy is his number one thing. So right. he's not he doesn't really have a conscience, which is a weird thing. Seinfeld's this like very positive person. He's like very mm-hmm. he's like He's very happy in a lot of ways, hmm. and he it doesn't, doesn't strike me like as happy to me. He yeah, like a lot of comedians talk about like Judd Apatow will say like you call Jerry Seinfeld like hey how's it going well, yeah, like he doesn't so, but he doesn't it suffer like from facade, it. Though, yeah like, I mean I think I it though. feels very much like a character though like yes. the, the, the really? character of Jerry is what we see on stage whereas like because I, I've you know I've, a lot of people yeah. have talked about oh he's being supportive and positive in personal dealings but i think that comes back to that he doesn't put himself out on the stage he's a showman man he's always got a mask on i think Uh, really i I don't know 100 argue that especially since any well i guess maybe it's him that's saying this but he (laughs) always argued that the art of stand-up comedy is the art of becoming yourself so actors work so hard to dissolve but he is himself I mean, yeah, he's talking about point of view, this maybe, is a hot. Yeah. I think this is a hot debate. Like this is yeah. like, <laughs> well, what people talk about hot debate. Well, I, I don't think he wants. Yeah, I don't know if he doesn't cares want to reveal too much about himself. I don't think to the but, world. Yeah, and no, I, but, that's but, fine. But I bet you it's just because he doesn't find humor in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. he could talk yeah. about his, well, that's the, the, the thing. It's like he's always like, I don't. This isn't funny. Who cares? It's way funnier to talk about raisins. A lot. I don't care about. I don't care about the truth. Like, tell me a lot. I want to laugh. Yeah, I just need to lie at the end of this. Like. I think it's an interesting debate. It's like, well, sometimes the truth is funnier than the lie. And the, that's where I sort of disagree with him in a sense. It's right. like, uh, yeah, but sometimes like you were talking about some comedian the other day who you're like, 
uh, you asked him what the real line was from and that the movie, real one was funny and you're like the real one was funnier and it's like so why do people do this sometimes yeah, sometimes we force the lie and then sometimes we go the other way where we're like do you know the example? So do you know what, what I talking? can't remember. I think it's Freeborn, to be honest. Yeah, Jay Freeborn. I know this is not. A, it's not throwing him under the bus at all yeah, or whatever. I think this is a cool thing. Yeah, because yeah. I talk about Kella. My buddy Kella does this all the time too. Of like, if you're making up stories or whatever, and I believe you, and I'm in it or whatever, that's good. But sure. if there's any fluctuation to the story, like, or if there's any part of me that's like, fuck off, like, get right. out of here, then. I'm not going to trust you. And then right. as soon as you go into your next bit, I already, you're already on wrong footing with me. You know yeah, what I mean? No, I if you're presenting you. it as Whatever real. sounds more sincere. <laughs> right, exactly. And you're saying your story can be completely story. fake. Do you know the Woody Allen yeah. bit about the moose? Uh, refresh That's me. an insane story about it. He's like, I like shot a moose there, yeah, in upstate great. New York and yeah. I strapped him to the front of my car. And, and, uh, and, and, and I didn't... Uh, didn't knock him out. I didn't kill him. I just knocked him out. And so he wakes up on the front of my car and he's like signaling for a turn. Like, it's obviously like right. the craziest. Obviously, sure. it didn't happen. Yeah, sure. But he's delivering it so in much such an insane way that right. there's no part of you. No one in the crowd is like, wait, what? Did that fucking happen? Get out <laughs> yeah, of here. I mean, there's there's a, like the, there's obtuse jokes, obviously, where the audience is like, oh, the idea for that was just for a punchline. He doesn't or right. she doesn't think that we're trying like that we're dumb enough yeah. to think it's true or something yeah, yeah, yeah. but some uh, yeah. I, I, what is the freeborn joke there's another joke that's a better example i think and i think it's jake leland's where he goes i talked to him about this i was like man you're losing people on this i feel man huh. where it's like uh I, I was driving with my dad uh we get cut off and my dad goes you fucking clown and we see the guy pull over at a gas station or whatever and out, out steps a clown that's a guy in a clown <laughs> outfit and then we pull up behind him and my dad comes out and he beats the shit out of this clown and he takes the clown's nose and puts it on and he's like, who's funny now? So that's the joke. That's just a terrible story about a terrible man. Well, exactly. <laughs> and then I'm like, your, your dad, dad fucking beat the shit out of him. Yeah, the clown cool. thing is possible and it is hilarious yeah. if that but happened. the fact that he beats yeah. him for no reason. <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta tell me about your fucking crazy dad, dude. Like, what <laughs> yeah, the hell? Yeah. And so, but now that I don't believe that, the second half of that story, now yeah. I don't believe the clown thing. Hmm. And now he goes into his next bit about hmm. whatever and I'm like, I don't believe this either. There is a difference. We talk about like what comedians believe in what audiences believe like mm. there's comedians who i'll watch and it's like i don't believe it lick of that <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah you know but audiences yeah. are loving and crowds it. are eating it up and, that's yeah. and it oh like it will grind yeah. my gears because i'm really like another, i'm like come on like that's there's no way that but then there's someone i mean we don't say his name too often anymore but uh louis uh did a special yeah. um and i remember he i can't remember what the bit was but he said uh so tuesday i was uh talking to this woman uh, or, or it was Thursday. Uh, it doesn't matter. It, it's not. No, it's not true. And then he kept going, and right. I was like, "Whoa! You just like yeah. re- before you even got to the punchline, revealed that this is not a true story." And I thought that it was can really work the crazy. other way though. There was a uh, Albert Brooks's last appearance on Letterman. He like opens up. He goes, "I got a confession to make. She's been keeping me up all night. Like uh, I was like calling my wife last night, and she's like, nobody's gonna care." I have I've been working in a studio. I haven't done anything, so I made up these stories. <laughs> and then they're the most outrageous stories. Like, so right, I heard sure. you were buying a gun recently. Yeah, sure, so, sure. So I just got back from the Amazon. And he tells this story, and like every beat's like, yeah, I shot a guy like in the sock aisle. 
Oh right. man, like, and it turns out he was a fan, so it's so okay. That's part yeah. of the bit. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. So that, like, that really works. So again, it's like if you're doing the obtuse thing, it's fine. Yeah, and also say it's like completely indiv- individual to the person and sure. how it sounds coming out of your mouth and stuff. You got yeah. Steve Martin on the wall here, here well, man. Yeah. Like Steve Martin. So much of that is made up. Obviously. Oh yeah, obviously. yeah, that's fine, and no one cares or whatever. Right. But it, but if anyone else, if a more stoic person told a Steve Martin joke, you might be like, wait, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you actually well, think that your mom <laughs> should die? <laughs> yeah, whatever. Well, like, that's something we talk about sometimes. Bit. You know that bit? No, I don't know. Uh, my mom asked me for five dollars for some food. I say, hey, I work for a living. <laughs> or it's like so over the top. <laughs> that joke is great. Yeah, it is great. Um, but if I don't know, Jezelnik made that joke, you'd be like, whoa, what? Right. Like, <laughs> and and that's a case of I think the greatest comedians are the ones that their writing matches their voice, 100%. Which, which we don't yeah. always see. And right? I think Seinfeld's done a good job of being I like, agree. I am this. I guess I don't know. It, it, it sort of speaks to that when you tell you talk to somebody about Seinfeld, they immediately know the Seinfeld. He's almost Not a just, genre. The, the, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> like it's a Seinfeldism, you know. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. So, but you know, yeah, same with Steve Martin. He's kind of the same thing. But mm-hmm. you talk about, I don't know, like you know. I don't know, Louis, Patton Oswalt to an extent. People, he's like, well, okay, is it early Patton Oswalt when he's a little bit darker, or is it later Patton Oswalt where he's got a little bit more hope? Way more confessional. Yeah. But Jerry's pretty much Jerry, everything he he does. Yeah. It's crazy to me that he's only done like three specials, three specials, two albums. He's angrier now, I think. I feel like he's like, young Jerry is way more like, this is crazy. Yeah. This is weird. And a lot now of he Seinfeld people. is. He's impatient. And now he's people. like, it is a, is a lot darker. I still love a lot of it, but I do see it's like, he's not as likable as he was. Well, because of all the privilege and riches he's yeah. had, I think. When you're talking, when someone's talk complaining to you and they're worth $950 million. Yeah, but at the time like, of this special, he was worth a ton of money, too. That's no, true. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I that's know. true. But I mean, this all, mater- all this material is material oh, he'd been doing right. since that's forever. So he was born yeah. out of that hunger. And yeah, now it's like, right. you know, I only want to hang out with other comedians because they're the only ones who are going to understand me. So let's drive around in this <laughs> r- vintage DeLorean and, and talk shit. Yeah. Kind of yeah. I got a little tired of that show. I really liked the inside baseball of it all and the yeah, talking of stories. Yeah, but then yeah. after a while, I was just like, you guys are kind of patting yourselves on the back. I, I've heard both. I still, I think that some, it's a weird, it's a weird thing for me because it's such an interesting show where he says he's the same person all the time, but it literally seems like he's a different person in every episode. Like some episodes, I love him. Some episodes, I'm like, he's so funny. He's so cool. He keeps the show together. Then other episodes, I'm like, shut up. Like the the, the Tracy Morgan episode this last season, he's like telling Tracy how to, like Tracy asked him questions. He gets like almost angry and he's like, Hmm. uh, but then there's some like the Dana Carvey episode. They're just goofing around. It's awesome. Like he's like, just like giving, he's like, giving Dana impressions to do and like he just loves it like it's fun the Alan one is fun Alan Kate McKinnon really one they're the like, Kate oh, McKinnon yeah, one yeah. they're like yeah, they're very doing silly. voices at the table and stuff I, and it's I don't like, think great. you could have a bad time hanging out with Kate McKinnon probably you know? not. Like, <laughs> although it is funny up. someone made a great like point it's like with both the Kate McKinnon and the Ellen DeGeneres he, it's like he's never talked to a lesbian before <laughs> <laughs> he asks questions about it's like oh so my gosh hate? men's penises or whatever <laughs> yeah, right. they're like what but he probably has no idea i don't Do know you up in like yeah he's very <laughs> it's like he's, he's just like why why yeah just be cool man yeah yeah <laughs> which he can be and it's like it's yeah. weird because jerry's so night and day for me and he's such a big 
influence on me. So it's very interesting right. watching him. He seems most comfortable when he's around people he genuinely thinks are very, very funny. You can and, tell and that in the show, that. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can tell, you can tell that. he's not. I don't know, but I almost feel. There's a couple episodes where I'm like, well, like, you mm. like I didn't riff or go like have any bits with this person at all. And then you see right. him with like Brian Regan. And yeah, just they're like, giggling like crazy. Oh my and god! Stuff. Yeah. Like, like just goofing around and making fun of flesh in the toilet, and like they're just talking about nothing. Because mm-hmm. Jerry's at his best when he's talking about nothing. Sure, <laughs> you know. I mean, and as an interviewer, thing. I think he does best with someone else who's like sort of that born presenter. Yeah, who's always on. Uh, like him with uh, Colbert was sort of the same thing. Yeah. They, it's almost like they're they're co-hosting a show <laughs> as opposed to having a conversation. I don't know how great he actually is at having a real. Yeah, conversation. As yeah, him with to Letterman co-hosting. is the same thing. David yeah. Letterman, he did one for the Netflix series, and there's so many oh, funny things. Oh, that one and is David wicked. Letterman that calls interview out rules a couple times, and he calls Letterman out on his bluff. Like, right? Both they're both like making fun of each other's like because David Letterman is so humble now, mm-hmm. and Jerry's a little like cocky, so they both kind of like make fun of yeah. each other. But a clearly, old friends like super comfortable yeah, with each other. Yeah, yeah. and, and they have, both have a, so much. Respect. They have a shorthand that like almost no other two people in the world have. Yeah. Like it just they've shared yeah. this weird experience together. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting. It's, yeah, I mean that's. I mean that's a nice thing about some of those episodes of comedian and cars. True. Is sometimes you just see them with old pals, and it's like just fun to watch old pals riff. Like the the little ones good. The too, Michael Richards one really is good. so great. Yeah, and like yeah, that one is too. I mean that's that one is one of my favorites, and I'm like it's probably people like I can't watch it, but it's. There's so many funny things and emotional things that happen mm-hmm. in that episode. That's like, yeah, whoa. Some some of them are uh, where you could tell he's in a bad mood the day that it, they're recording it. And you're like, oh, yeah, the Barney totally. Mater one or whatever that one. Yeah, there's from some, the first season. You're like, oh the, man, yeah. I, I hate when he's like, ex- but it's not I don't explaining know. I don't how to do comedy can. to people. It's like you brought them on the show because you respect them. Yeah. And so why that. are you? Yeah. And it's great when some people like. Like he almost makes a sort of sexist joke with John Mulaney and John Mulaney, like about John Mulaney's wife and John Mulaney like shuts it down. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, boy, John. John Mulaney feels like to me, modern comedic sensibilities of being vulnerable mixed with that. Yeah. Well, he's oh, yeah. Jerry he's Seinfeld. An amazing joke writer. He's, obviously, he's been influenced by Jerry, but like, for sure. but he's also very vulnerable. But he also seems to keep us at a distance. Yep. I think John Mulaney is is lower status. As uh, this is like an improv, improv point of view, I guess, too, or whatever. Like, yeah. Um, but it would be bizarre if John Mulaney was as cocky, I guess, as Jerry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he can be. He can be dark and mean, too. Right, exactly. But, but, it, like, but, uh, but he also takes himself down quite a bit. Right, too. the light bulb He's, in your head yeah, that goes the, off when you think of John Mulaney is like, the, oh, the, the little crashing boy. episode <laughs> you know they did mean? with him this season where he like played a dick. Cause like they got the wrong, it was supposed to be Ben Holmes as the opener, not Pete Holmes. Oh, okay. and, was, <laughs> and then Pete Holmes makes fun of how he's a dick. And he's like, sometimes we're all a dick sometimes. And mm. it's like, that's how you are in this business. It was a big show and he got the wrong person and he didn't treat me very well, but like, that's the reality. And it's like an wow. interesting take on that. I, I'd like crashing a lot. I think. Yeah. I gotta watch for more comedians. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Season good. three out already. Yeah. Just finished. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. They're they're I didn't even watch it. Oops, yeah, okay. I'm behind. HBO said they're done. Now. Oh, they're done. He's like, he's oh, like, like, right, more, but this. HBO said, please don't make any more. Please don't make any more. We're not canceled. Showtime. Please don't return. We can get Undying up here back on the air. Come on. I didn't like that show as much. I know. It was okay. I was okay. But they set up so much shit at the end of the second season. such nerds. No, totally. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I know comedians who can't watch those shows. Like I know, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. like it's so it's, it's like too so dramatic. Real. It's but too yeah. like I I sometimes I get so wrapped up in it because I just I love the world as much as I yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what did you guys mm-hmm. think of the Birbiglia movie? 
Which one? Uh, oh, I like uh, it a lot. Don't think twice. Don't think twice. But I talked think twice. Was, was, in there. All right. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> I, I, loved I, it. I really liked it. It's a, there's a conflict with like, um, it's it's very much made like obviously if it was just made for improvisers, it would be a better movie. <laughs> there's the, right. there's examples and stuff in it that you're like, oh, this is just to communicate to the real world. <laughs> yeah, right. what it's like if uh, how awkward a situation this it, would be. Yeah, but yeah. Th- it feels like they took mm. the worst people from a bunch of different troops <laughs> and somehow put them all in one, and they except would never for, be friends. Except for yeah. one yeah. character that's super likable, and right. uh, that's because, and I also not just because I have I've been in love with her for a long time but the uh, Gillian Kate Jacobs oh Gillian yeah. Yeah, yeah. at the end she's like she just keeps doing this because she loves doing it yeah, like, there's that right. actually one of my favorite scenes is towards the end where she's doing the scene and he like comes in and she's like no I don't want to come to Weekend Live or whatever <laughs> right. and, like yeah. all that show she's like I just love doing it and I talked to a buddy of mine. He's like, yeah, that's one of the few characters I did relate to in that movie mm. too. it's like yeah. I just love doing it but like every single person in that cast was a really good improviser. So yeah. you know it's like there it's not just like an actor being playing an improviser. These are all people like are from UCB and Second mm-hmm, City. Sure. It's uh, like so they they're like they probably know a person who was that, that person. Kind of person. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that like <laughs> some of the improvisers friends. were like <laughs> that I know were like it was almost hard to watch cuz some of it hit too hard on the head. And yeah. like obviously the most cringeworthy thing is the Berbiglia character. Oh my god! Yeah, up with his student, which yeah. Well, which you just see for a lot, I'm sure. Like you know what I mean? I'm like, sure it used to happen a lot more than it does right, now. Right? Yeah, like, that's what yeah. I mean. These places like, create you read rules for those types of things. Yeah. Uh, plus, his character was just so so bitter all the time yeah. too. But we've we've known that, that guy too. That person as well. Oh yeah, I mean? no, yeah, yeah. I, th- yeah. I think that there's definitely good things and bad things. I loved it when I first watched it. The other thing to me is there's so many friggin' stand up movies. And yeah, we don't see a lot of improv, improv ones. Yeah. And no. like that's a really I'm nice. I'm so other sad world. that the Del Close movie isn't getting made. Yeah, because Mike, Mike Myers was supposed to be. Well, in it or Mike something? Myers is to going to be Del Close, yeah. and then the funding got pulled, and Mike Myers like, I, I got that a career, hurts, I got to walk, yeah, I got a career. And, and yeah. I mean, like, yeah. he, mm. it, it, the book he, is like, good. Yeah. He's uh, he's on the Kevin McDonald podcast talking about how he he used to hang out with Del Close back mm-hmm. in Chicago, and just like this time when he went to like a party and was reading. Del Close's uh, horoscope, like doing tarot cards, but it was yeah. hockey cards. Okay, and it's just like so this is a guy who who like is intimately knowledgeable of this life. Like he could yeah. be him, and yeah. like you know, it, Del Close is like one of those people, like Lauren Michaels. Everybody who's worked for him has an, an imperson or worked with him yeah. has an impersonation of him because he's such a huge character. Yeah, yeah, and that it's person. just it's like it would have been that would have been really revelatory yeah, to have that and as a great, movie. Like, I, I had a blast watching the Doug Kenny movie with Will Forte and stuff. Yeah. I mm-hmm. thought there was a lot of funny and like cool like like John Lennon as Michael O'Donoghue was awesome. Like yeah. that, he just nailed that so well. And like, I mean, unfortunately we didn't see enough of it, but who better to play Chevy Chase than Joel McHale, a guy yeah. who's like a huge fan of him and mm. then worked so closely I, with him. That movie didn't work too well for me, man. You didn't like that one uh, as no, much? I didn't like it. Okay. Uh, I didn't like McHale as uh, Chevy Chase. I thought it would be better because he knew him so well. They, but I guess yeah. the point was the movie wasn't about him. It was right. about Doug right. Kenny. Yeah. They just put him in because he was Doug Kenny's like, best friend. Yeah, it was an interesting movie. I just I feel like it was trying to be too many things. Right. Like okay. it was sort of almost a docudrama, but also wanted to be a comedy. Right. And I don't think it really succeeded at either. Right. It just felt a little messy to me. Yeah, but it was interesting. Story, in a but, way, that's almost 
kind of representational of the no, lampoon. No, that's not good enough. <laughs> not good enough. No, it has to be good. Did you watch the <laughs> the National Lampoon documentary before? No, that What's the name of that? It's called Drunk Stone Dead Brilliant. Yeah, and it actually oh, makes yeah, it makes right. the movie better because really? you, you get so many more little tidbits oh, and references okay. that they talk about in the documentary. Because obviously, I didn't grow up with National Lampoon, and mm. so much younger than that, other right. than the films I know, but I didn't read the books or the okay. magazines is that is that on netflix does anybody know the uh but the other one is and what's it what's it called again uh, what's, the, what's a movie called yeah the, the one with the movie Forte. is called a futile and stupid gesture a futile mm. and stupid gesture yeah. that's right yeah yeah which is the line from animal house right that, yeah, yeah. Uh, we need a futile and stupid gesture <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> but uh yeah no i don't know i liked i liked a lot i love will did you like burbiglia's first movie uh, sleepwalk with me. I still haven't seen that. that. Changed my whole I life. It's fantastic. That movie's nuts. I liked that movie way more than uh, that. Don't Think Twice. Really? Yeah. We should do a Berbili episode sometime. But after yeah. I see, he's an interesting sleepwalk with me. Sure. I never. Oh I, man, I'm not sure how so I feel. Bizarre, about it. Yeah. I like like mm-hmm. him and dislike him at the same time. Uh, you have to be in the mood for it. He's it's like so a meal. calculated. It's like, and then I did what's this. It's like pretty wild storytelling versus. It's almost a TED talk. Yeah. I like both like and dislike him. It's a weird thing. His first movie was basically a dramatization of a of a play or something. Well, it's like a moth storytelling thing that then became an a this American Life thi- right, episode. Yeah, yeah. Then this American Life produced it as a movie, mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, when Ira Glass is one of your executive producers, there's going to be a little bit of artifice going on mm. with, with this situation. Yeah, Mark Maron's in it too, I think, or something. There's, really? a, there's a yeah, there's cool parts of him getting on the road for the first time, and it's like, and I don't know, so a lot of those stories are relatable as a stand up or whatever, mm-hmm. and just like him the relationship troubles he's having and the right. him trying to make it work and it's just not right and they're staying in this relationship that's like I have reason I have uh, Jordan Voisey and I wanted to watch that movie and drink every time we related uh, <laughs> I go no they're killing us you mentioned Marin uh, he's an interesting cat to think about who was sort of coming up parallel to Seinfeld but does not but like totally him. different no talks, no yeah I don't think he doesn't like him as a person I don't think right. that Marin's now he's way more mellowed out that he doesn't yeah. have any negativity towards people but he talks about like I've heard him multiple times on his podcast say that he can't watch Seinfeld he's like yeah like, there's nothing there's no vulnerability he talks right. about all like he feels formulaic and I mean I don't I haven't watched a lot of Marin stand up I like him I mean some people hate him I too book is I mean, fucking yeah. wicked yeah um, <laughs> But his book is great. I think, like, I respect the opinion. I, lots of people don't like Seinfeld, and they're my yeah. friends, and that's okay. Sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you can't help but what makes you laugh. You yeah. know well, what I mean? Totally. Like, I mean, I, and I, I always felt like Marin was sort of an underdog that I kind of wanted to root for. He seemed yeah. like I was always aware of him, mm. but everybody else who was his peer was sort of doing better than him somehow. But I mean, that's part of his narrative too. I mean, he's doing okay. Well, I think, doing I think he yeah. also realized yeah. that like, yeah. since his podcast empire it, launched, just, yeah, bitterness, it out bitterness you know kills I mean? you. And yeah. he gets so much that like, it's weird yeah. to listen to him now because he's such a nice guy now. Right. But yeah. he, there's like a long time where he was people that won't talk to him anymore. Yeah. And that's yeah. huge. If like yeah, during yeah. the yeah. entire John Stewart thing where he's like, you know, Oh, you, you want to say, you're sorry, but you only want to do it on the podcast. Yeah. And like, right. no, yeah, Adam yeah, Sandler yeah. will never talk to him again, I don't think. Yeah. But there's a couple of people. He's made up with a few people, but um, he, uh, yeah, and, but you burn that many bridges. Like, you, he well, did it to himself a lot, and I don't want to say I mean, that he's meme. the first person no, to admit you. that he's done it to himself, which makes me feel as exactly. genuine any remorse that he has mm. feels Absolutely. genuine because he's like, 
I did this. This is my fault. I was wrong. Yeah. And that that feels real to me. I think we everybody's and had gives, that. Uh, the nice thing now is he gives a lot of people opportunities to do that on the podcast mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Like, talks to Rob, he talked to Robin Williams with that type of thing. Oh, man. Gallagher that's such a great episode. People. That Gallagher episode is intense. Wow. I haven't listened to the whole thing. I listened to like, the first half and I was like. Oh, like Gallagher walks out. Yeah. He loses his shit yeah, and walks yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. Has they he uh, talked about if he'll have Seinfeld on the show or no. is he like is that someone he wouldn't have I think he there's would there's some people I'd love like Seinfeld would be so it'd be great to hear Seinfeld great. I I'd love to hear Chevy Chase on it I think that would mm-hmm. be so interesting yeah. because mm-hmm. of the relationship he has with Chevy Chase from the roast and stuff like that because um, right. there's so many people I'd love to just hear them like talk for an hour <laughs> yeah and, no kidding like, and that's a great platform get vulnerable and they I think do, Jerry yeah. Seinfeld would get so vulnerable like I don't really know. Cool. McDonald's I don't know. is even vulnerable like no, yeah, no, yeah, talking about his gambling addiction Norm, like that episode the Mike Myers childhood. episode too is fantastic. So, so you guys think you know looking at Mark Marin and Jerry as, yeah. Kind yeah. Of, as like people cut sort of like on a parallel mm-hmm. track as far as when they were working on their career do you think you know in a way Jerry's type of material is no longer the the sort of the what the public demands, whereas Marin's on the rise because they want, because people want that intimacy and vulnerability. It's interesting because I don't know if Marin's on the rise, but I don't think so either. I I sort of see what you're saying. People like Marin. The style. The style. You know, appeal to different people. um, People, I think one interesting thing too, and I get, it would be cool to get your opinion on this, Julia, of like, um, I've noticed that a lot of Netflix specials now are not even like formulated like Mm -hmm. a, special you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah. unless it matches like the person like um like neil brennan's thing of three mics is like well i can't even just go up and do comedy for an hour like that's not even what the public wants yeah. anymore you know what i mean i have and to it, give it a format it's interesting like, a new P- baby P- with Marie Bamford or whatever. Like yeah. it's, it's it's comics if they're not in the moment it's not interesting anymore if you're mm. not there and present and seinfeld is not really i mean he makes mm-hmm. very few he can if something happens, he's able to riff on it because he's been doing this for so long, obviously. Right. Um, but he's not. You're uh, talking about with the crowd or whatever. Yeah, or what yeah. Do you mean? But he's but uh, like Pete Holmes does make it's like if you're if you go up on stage and you're kind of like in your own world and just doing mm. your jokes, then you know audiences don't respond as much anymore. And I think that's true right. to an extent. I think if you're still a great joke writer. Like I think we have well, yeah, Melanie seems very, to be like, just going. Yeah. A lot of our friends, but he'll have an like aside here and there, you know. Like he, he, something will pop in Melanie's head where it seems like where he'll he'll let it out or something. Whereas or Jerry, it, it feels almost like a tape recording. I would argue. Oh, really? I, I feel Melanie's, but like again, I don't have well, a problem very, with these tape recording people yeah. because, because just yeah, do yeah, whatever sure, the sure. hell seems to be what you want to do and yeah. what the public seems to be wanting of you. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's just working, but like I, it would almost be insane to me if next year, uh, Seinfeld popped out a special that was so deep about his family. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't mean, want to hear anything. I, I, I was like, uh, listen, uh, what am I going to tell you? I've had a rough day. Like it turns into Richard Lewis or sort of, you know what I mean? Like, that would be insane. Be but yeah. also it'd be bizarre if Rory Scovel came out and did a very calculated hour. You'd be like, what the hell? Where's the person I wanted to see? What a great experience. Experiment at these guys switch yeah, you know I mean? styles, or but something. it would also be terrible. I don't think yeah, the crowd yeah. would want you that. Speak to your voice. Wants to, yeah, mm-hmm. but also, and uh, you talk about like classic versus like nowadays. People want something more intimate. I don't know if that's necessarily true at all. When you mm-hmm. listen to fucking um in the the. 1977 uh, Richard Pryor live on Sunset Strip. Well, that's pure that's like, intimacy. That's right crazy there. intimacy. Yeah, yeah you yeah, know what I mean? That's, that's as true. real and it's personal and stuff. And 
But but you wanted that from Richard Pryor because he was but good. That was also very groundbreaking it, it, too. It was yeah. something that we weren't used to hearing. It, right? It, it kind of felt it like was, Lenny before him and stuff, and and uh, like yeah. Lenny was talking about personal stuff. But Lenny wasn't as good at it. No. as Pryor. But but he did. He was kind of the first person to sort of do it. Right, yeah. like, Let's talk about me. But it, I mean, I mean, like I. I'm a rarity, and then I love George Carlin's early stuff. And I, oh, yeah? as we get farther and farther, <laughs> you are rarity. Career. That's crazy. No, <laughs> I, I like the AM well. side of AMFM. I just listen, listen to that record all the time. My dad and like the hmm. divorce game show is one of the most like perfect bits ever. Yeah, have, have, you heard that, have you heard the album that he did at the Playboy Club? Uh, it was like the him and I've heard pieces <laughs> like the 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 radio. Rock, um, is that the one with the wonderful wino? No, no, this predates that. It's, oh wow, it's okay, like maybe he did I a, it's him and he's still in a duo, and I'm completely blanking. Jack on. Burns, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, them man, at the, that is early. Them yeah, at the yeah, Playboy yeah. Club, and it's like that's I, like his I, first album. Like yeah, that, and I'm like, it? I yeah. can't believe this is like this is George Carlin mm-hmm. like this. And that's, that's a case love of a person who's like, stuff. you know, really evolved as a, as a, as I a voice. So mm-hmm. chilly, like, you, I don't like the poetry. It's just not for me. But do you yeah, like the hippie dippy weatherman stuff? I love hippie you dippy do? weatherman. Yeah. Oh wow. Weird. I like seven words is fine. Like, yeah. but to me also like the baseball bit, which was like when he did on TV, Atlanta? he did it on SNL, he yeah, did it on one. Uh, Letterman in the nineties again. Um, that baseball bit is amazing, or whatever. And like some of those bits, I I do I I do love that. But then like the stuff he was doing in 2010s, where he was like, "This is the consumer's poem." It's like I don't want to hear this. He was dead. <laughs> Not 2010, but like I guess <laughs> Sorry, mid yeah, yeah. 2000s. Right. Yeah. Modern it was man? like it was Modern like man is good. You don't like I, I, I don't like 90s stuff, stuff, man. Like it was it was jamming border, in New York. Yeah, yeah like yeah, borderline into that poetry stuff. Like it would just be lists. But like, just so I don't know how he memorizes the rhythm of all right, that and yeah. like gets it out so well. But See, it's also I don't very like that clever. Stuff. I love I, that I stuff. That, to me, like I don't, I don't like the hey man. You know, what I mean? love it. Like, I love the cute for me. I love yeah, it. You Wonderful Wino is so like the up and down of it. It's so perfectly made. The punchlines are there. I, that was that was one of I sort of listen a lot of Dr. Demento and yeah. he play that one a lot. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there, so that's like my almost burnt into my. Early yeah. formative comedy mind, yeah. like that kind of stuff. And he hates it. He like he one of the things I read Last Words recently, which was one of his books. And I like Last Words. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things I like about Last Words, but he's so adamant on like he's such a hater on things. Like he mm-hmm. hate formulaic. He hate Hollywood. He, and to a point <laughs> where it's like that's almost like I feel like it's unhealthy. Like it's like he just hmm. hated things. Like he called Lauren Michaels a cocksucker. He's like that guy's a head over heels cocksucker. Like just fake Hollywood, fake, fake, fake. So he wow. moves so far away and it's like, yeah, but there's, you know, sometimes that stuff is great. Sometimes the yeah. stuff where it's like, ah, oh, it's just so tailor made just to make you laugh. And it's just like, mm-hmm. it's like good. And that's fun stuff. Like I loved Get Smart as a kid. Get Smart is such a fantastic sure, same, show. Yeah. I mean, in a sense, there's so much formula in that. And it's yep. like, I mean, it was sort of originating that formula. So maybe that makes it a better thing. But you know, I not to say that I still watch the formulaic sitcoms. Like I, you know, there's a lot out that I don't like, but but it's the most popular thing out there. Anything yeah. formulaic with a like same with their pop music, man. It's like the yeah. same well, four chords. It's marketable because you know so it'll sell. Exactly, anything yeah. familiar. Yeah. They're, they're, the, the public will buy. The lowest common denominator likes yeah. the the thing that they're used to. But I mean, there, there's an art to a pop song that takes some serious talent well, to sure. ma- manufacture. Just like there's art to the in, like a person who's making that like right down the middle perfect yeah. joke, which is like I think kind of what Seinfeld does is he does. He, he captures that pop 
comedy sensibility of I'm going to be dark enough that I'm happy with the darkness here, but I'm going to just keep it accessible enough that everybody can get a lot. Like, because this is 1998 coming out of a it's show. Interesting because yeah. Harlan is his idol in so many ways. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like the Letterman Carson thing where it's like, yeah, they're so different, yet they idolize that person. And uh, I think they both have mutual respect. Like, I think Carlin likes Seinfeld. And I think, obviously, Carson liked Letterman. Yeah. Well, I mean, Carlin was mm-hmm. in the opening bit of the yeah. special. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. 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 You ever see and now that, that lineup of comedians was like, so, like just 1998 oh, comedy. Yeah. Yeah. All three white guys. Well, Carol Lee and George that's right. true. Jerry yeah. Spin, George Wallace. Yeah, right? yeah, like, who, right. Yeah. Both of those people he adored. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Paul Reiser. Uh, like, Paul, I, you know, right. so many Paul people don't think Paul, like, Paul Reiser as a comedian Stanley. is like, oh, man. you know, that br- the the brown brick wall of like comedy shows in the the eighties and nineties where I'm mm-hmm. like, ah, that's how I knew him. And it's like, my where my sister, what you guy from Mad About You? No, yeah, he was right. a comedian. No, no, He'd be good on comedians and cards. Oh, it'd be amazing. Yeah, he'd be good. Um, the um oh there was an opening I mean, one great thing about this special too coming back to the special yeah why, <laughs> why, not? We can do that, why not is um the the amount of time you could tell of like attempts and stuff like that boron joke off the top right we were talking <laughs> about this but and he said this before about how many different elements he went through the periodic table oh, really? oh yeah because <laughs> boron is just a funny word you know right. what I mean yeah and I think he tried other elements and they weren't funny enough. Yeah, I, I've had uh, test them in front of that crowd. <laughs> when like, I was in a sketch troupe, uh, we would write different things, and we had a couple people who were newer to comedy mm-hmm. in the troupe as well. And uh, I remember uh, they, they said, uh, "Yeah, uh, they wrote something that was like, yeah, I've got fifteen shoes or something like that, and or sixteen shoes." And I said, "Say 17 and I'm like, "Why?" And like three of us went, "Seventeen's funnier." Seventeen like, is a funnier number. Odd, odd numbers, numbers are funnier. Odd numbers funnier. Yeah, I don't know but, why. but seventeen is also better than fifteen. Well, fifteen's too round. Yeah, yeah. it is round. It's a divisible and like, the seventeen yeah. is like seven is a longer where's number. Where's that eighteenth shoe? Yeah, there is. Well, well, that's 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 the the even consciously, you don't register it. Subconsciously, that happens with any odd number. Yeah. But the Steve Martin joke of uh, he's watching a Vegas show and he's like, there are, look at all the tits. There must be 57 tits. Yeah, on that stage. That's so great. <laughs> and then Homer Simpson borrowed that later for spring break. Marge, guess how many boobs I saw today? 15. <laughs> 17 would have been better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also was reminded the Simpsons, of the Simpsons. I mean, we could we could do Simpsons references all day. But uh, when he was talking about the Halloween costume yeah. and, and the mask and stuff, I love the part. Uh, when uh, in the Simpsons one time Milhouse had a radioactive uh, man uh, costume mm-hmm. and uh, Lisa says what are you supposed to be some radioactive man I don't think radioactive man wears a plastic smock with his own picture on it <laughs> and then Milhouse says on Halloween he would yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's such a great job I remember that I had a Scooby-Doo costume yeah, and it was uh-huh. that stupid plastic brown um the, the face of Scooby-Doo sure. and then he had that terrible elastic in the staple and then a yellow and red smock that had a picture of Shaggy and Scooby-Doo in red on yellow Aww. and it said Scooby-Doo and to me that made no sense yeah why would he even have this, this? Big- yeah just give me a brown smock that would have been way I think better. that's such a like a good <laughs> testament to Seinfeld is that he he has purposely picked so many things over the years that oh, he doesn't yeah. feel are going to change. It's true. Like yeah. he talks about like he never wanted to make the show Seinfeld like uh, become like yellow like and which is a weird description of it. Like I don't want to, this weird show that people are like what is this? Yeah, like, right. So many of the topics on that show like we're talking today like there's about three or four that don't hold up and then the rest are like 
timeless. And yeah. you can watch yeah. that show and so many of those bits. Maybe you don't live that lifestyle, but like you were just talking and you're significantly younger than Jerry Seinfeld and you can still relate to that bit of totally. like the mask. And that's <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah. For, for me, it was the hobo costume because I still have memories of my dad getting a cork out of a bottle of wine that he had just finished and burning the end and half assed putting on a beard with the, yeah. the burnt cork or and then hey, sending yeah. the others to Halloween costume. Yeah, even yeah. if it's not the exact same experience, yeah, he finds the He finds the things that aren't that. the time. He yeah. finds things that are like, oh, this has been happening for a while, and I don't see this changing. I don't see them changing mm-hmm. the staple in the thing. And like, obviously, they could change some of it, but a lot of it's like they still turn the light on in the bathroom when you go to the airplane. Like, they still yeah. point that way in an airplane. In it's the true, video, yeah. you I won't mean, see this in the audio, but he does the this whole pointing bit where he's like, "What is this bag pointing? Like, I'm yeah. getting out before you're." There's really out. nothing <laughs> on there that like. A 14 year old would hear now and not understand i don't know that's the thing and like my my relationship with this special is interesting because this is the first special i'd ever watched and i was young i was the maybe like nine or ten when i first saw this special right. i started watching seinfeld like in the first grade and i remember just seeing this wow. special and there's so many goofy things there's something like the 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 cow bit about the expiry date. I got that oh, yeah. so young. Yeah. So many Seinfeld yeah. things I got as a kid. So many things I didn't get as well. But there was so much relatability to it. Like, he's got a perfect level of, like, silliness and stuff. And the I Very don't surface level. It's yeah. You can explain a concept so easily, so quickly yeah, and cleanly. I used cleanly. to watch it over and over again and just watch his cadence and be like, mm. oh, I like that. I like that. So funny. The swears? It's, it's so interesting yeah. to watch as a kid. And he doesn't waste any words. He's not a rambler in any no. way. Like, it's very economical. It's like, even if you don't like him, he is someone. He's I just a wordsmith. think you should watch him. Like, a friend of mine, when we saw him live a couple of years ago, was like, I didn't really like him, but he's also, I'm glad I watched him because... He, you can yeah. see why he was good. You Everyone respects him, famous. I think, whether mm-hmm. they like yeah. him or it's, it's not. It's kind of like Rush to me. I don't sure. like Rush, sure. but, but I like, like this I is undeniably good. It's, yeah, yeah, it, it, it yeah. Is, they are incredible musicians. Whatever this who is, are totally they're good cracked. at. It. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, and I don't mind like, that all these people seem into it or whatever. I don't yeah. know. Go it's for so it. it's so good, and it's so uh, it's just he's just a wordsmith, and like he just knows how to get the most out of every joke, like and just like. Uh, like beat it to death for lack of a better term like he just beats yeah. the joke did you, it's good he moves on did you hear the thing about how he used to I don't know how true this is but he used to look at his act word for word and then try to take out a word every day every time he did a show oh, he tried to take oh, out yeah, words and make it too. more efficient yeah. and yeah. I, I, was like, That's I like that yeah. oh it's a great way to work yeah. um, that'd be a neat sort it's of also like uh, OCD as hell like, that'd, be a, <laughs> yeah. that'd be a fun <laughs> night of comedy like to do like an experimental either sketch or stand up where you, you you do it like every night for a week or something mm-hmm. but every night the challenge is you have to take a couple yeah, words out or something. Or something. I don't know yeah. if I've ever been like I'm I'm fairly calculated I'm not as calculated as you I try to but be I like yeah. I've recently realized that when I do stand up I'm so like uh, I need to be a little loose or it won't work if I get too I'm in my say, head because yeah. I'm an improviser as well and I riff with the audience and yeah. things like that and the best nights I have in stand-up are ones where I'm loose right. and it's the same with sketch even even though I do write the sketch to it's like if I'm being loose up there and I'm not so overly touchy on the word which is funny because I'm such a Seinfeld fan mm-hmm. I don't do as well and I think right. when I started, I was way more like that. And I was almost doing it. I'm like that with sketch. Yeah, like you I were actually totally. I with saw this with start, sketch, yeah. I like it word for word. I like writing the jokes to yeah. be very um, 
precise. Yeah. I, I enjoy wordy stuff like that. My favorite guy on Saturday Night Live is always Aykroyd because he could just memorize huge swaths of words yeah. and it was so specific yeah. and that not everyone can do that. Well, you were talking about like, because we were talking about Aykroyd, like you guys on the Saturday Night Live podcast. That's right. And, yeah, yeah. And just just his ability to create characters and words. Like, I mm-hmm. think, you know, he wasn't my favorite, but I think talent wise. Ackroyd was the best in those early years. Just I agree, yeah. Tremendous characters, tremendous impressions. Just he was like 23 years old, too. And like, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was not the most likable necessarily or yeah. not the most, you know, physical whatever, but just his way of like creating it. I do he was the he best was the pitch talented. man. Like I loved Kid all Kirsten? his commercials. He was incredible. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Well, thanks so much for coming in and talking to us about Thank you. Jerry Seinfeld and uh, telling you for the last time. You guys have any final thoughts? Something you uh, who would who would be the modern Jerry Seinfeld? I think Mulaney was the best. Yeah, yeah, I guess you touched on you know, that. Regan is a little bit younger. I don't know if he would be considered uh, modern, but he's definitely right. like he's that's the closest in terms of like the monologue style. There's still a place for this style of comedy. Though. Yeah. Well, it's accessible. Just the individual of like, you just do whatever the hell you do that you seem to like doing or whatever. This is like talking about like, who's the next blank or whatever. And you're like, I don't know. I'm just me, man. Like, just, <laughs> did you read the article about Jordan Peele or whatever? It's like all these people being like, yeah. he's the next Spielberg. No, right. like, no he's, he's just Jordan, Jordan Peele. Peele. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's just no, a guy. No, why do we yeah. always have to put someone on yeah, the map uh, as someone? The next whatever. It's, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, I, I I do have a big respect. I think the, the place where I kind of came from is like my biggest respect is for comedians who whose only objective is to make you laugh. Mm-hmm. And it's like sort right. of like that Norm Macdonald thing. It's like whenever you're trying, like, just you know, laugh, 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 laugh. And yeah. Not to say that, and it, that doesn't mean that there's not a market for other people. I don't respect that. But do comedians know, lose sight of that? Do you think some people have a different I don't motivation know if than lose that? Sight. I, I, I think wonder that if people try to become. They're pocketed. like, well, I need. Oh, fuck, I can't do this because this person already kind of does that or whatever. You know what I mean? Where it's like, <laughs> try to but if you're it. you, and this is an old Keith Johnstone thing or whatever. Do you know Keith Johnstone, the improviser? No, and he's an improv teacher or whatever. He's like he invented the life game and all this kind of stuff. Oh, okay. Um, he uh he had a great in, in, thing about when you're trying to be original. The if I'm like give me five original ideas on my desk in the morning, your brain would go to the same place that everyone else's brain does when you're trying to be original, quote yeah. unquote. And then, in fact, the most mm. original thing you could do is be you because nobody's you. You know right. what I mean? So even if you're a little bit like somebody else, it still comes from a genuine place. You might and, think it sounds like somebody right. else, but it is you. You, you, you can't really fairly judge. Yeah, but there is a different that like a lot of people are looking like I do think a lot of people look for personality over mm. jokes nowadays, mm. which I get to a certain extent. The world needs sometimes the different points of view and you can't just be the joke guy. But I do. I do love watching a Norm Macdonald special where it's just like, like those jokes are just so friggin' good. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it's really nice sometimes to watch those specials where you just watch a Brian Regan and it's like, you know, he's like he's not the most you know deep person <laughs> in the world, but I laugh my butt off when I watch yeah. these things. Well, I we're spoiled for yeah. content it's, now. It's the best mm-hmm. version of that, like the Sandler yeah. special too. Yeah, well, been, even we, though the yeah. Sandler special was all jokes and the Norm special is all jokes. It still sounds different because they're different people. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I mean, right. Norm's never going to do what Sandler does. And exactly. Sandler's never yeah, yeah. But Norm and does. also, like, Hannah Gatsby or whatever, like, mm. you do you, and that's important as well. Yeah, you know? yeah. there's like, absolutely we a market this. for that. Yeah. I do think right. that, but I just, like, I, I also think, like, yeah, there's always a market for... And it's interesting because it was, like, uh, it was, like, the, the uh, Billy Crystal thing <laughs> of, like, um, like, he got advice early on of, like, you should do 
more you and less impressions and stuff up mm. there. And Jim Carrey did this, right, where he decided to drop all the impressions. Mm. And yeah. uh, I agree with it to an extent, but I also have always loved watching Dana Carvey, and he's more of a sketch sure. guy on stage. And, you know, his special is so opposite of being deep. And I don't think his special is necessarily the best thing he's ever done, but I do love watching him do characters and impressions. Like well, just, and there's room for all of it, which is yeah. great. And we have now that we have Netflix and different things like that. I mean, basically whatever you're in the mood for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can and find. I think that's, that's great too. And I fantastic. like when I produce shows, it's always like, let's try to get a little bit of everything. Up yeah. There. Let's, let's try not to all get, aim to be this one style. Yeah, it's not like that anymore. Guy. You can be an observational guy. You can be a yeah. personal guy. Um, and we still like all of it, you know, tell your story. And that's, you know, the great thing about the world nowadays is that because of the, you know, people come from different backgrounds and we're like, great, like that's put you on stage. And, Mm -hmm. you know, but I do think that people still love Jerry and I think that so much of it. And that's why I'm sort of bummed that, he didn't do a special of some of his new bits because he does have some things that that are great. Yeah, good job. Yeah. Not well, just the uh, maybe next year. Yeah. King joke. Never too late. Yeah, yeah, got rid of that. I think. Maybe. Yeah, which is not Sucks that good of a joke. Great, it's yeah. a bad. That's a good... The gay king joke is like a bad joke. I don't know why he would ever even defend it. Like he's got so many bad <laughs> yeah, jokes. Yeah, so many jokes. Right. Anyway, whatever. Uh... Uh, whatever. <laughs> Well, guys, uh, where mm-hmm. can we can we find you guys on Twitter and stuff like yeah, that? Man. If people want to see you making jokes online, where would we find you, Mark? You'd have to look. Fuck okay. you, audience. No, I'm just Mark. Yeah, that's my handle for Twitter. Twitter and and what about you, Chili? Uh, Chili Dog 44, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, follow my sketch show, Freaking the Beats, on uh, Instagram. Uh, we're uh, we're hot and we're popping right now. Awesome. hot and popping. Yeah. And we'll go see you at Pay What You Can't. Yeah, yeah. And we'll see Mark's. Uh, yeah, come on, Dan. Come up to, 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 to Comedy Laughs at Social Capital Theater as well. That's always the second Saturday of the month. There you go. Talk about that. Right. That's a fun time These as well. You guys are busy. Awesome. Yeah, and you can find Matt and I right here at Comedy Album Book Club. Thanks again for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye. goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.